So do you ever feel like as a parent you love your kids, but are you really loving them like all the time? Are you loving them or do you feel like they're kind of become just a checklist? I feel like there's seasons of the checklist is absolutely required. Don't get me wrong. You need a checklist to keep your lives sort of rolling. But when it all boils down to just becoming a checklist, absent of love, absent of seeing our children as image bearers of God. You mean you mean we get so busy that we forget to see our kids or our as hearts, our kids. Our hearts get instead hardened. We just see them as obstacles to whatever it is we're going yeah. after. And the checklist could be like involve your kids, but really it's about it's about getting the stuff done. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. Is that clear? I thought so. <laughs> Want to confirm. Good man. <laughs> All right. We'll see you on the other side. I don't know if that was clear. I just think that it takes a lot of tenacity to be a parent, right? And to actually love your children all the time when they are, you know, constantly asking you the same questions, constantly pushing the same boundaries. And so it can, you can easily go into like autopilot and just, okay, we just got to get through the checklist of the day. We just got to get you fed, get you breakfast, get you to school, pick you up from school, hang out a little bit, do dinner and go to bed. Like there's just, I see. Okay. I think it's so easy to just not. This makes sense to me now because this is coming out of our own lives. <laughs> That's why this oh, makes this sense. All this makes to sense me. to me now because it's coming from our own lives. Yes, my struggle, me. <laughs> because we okay, can I have a transparent moment? I mean, this is kind of our thing. Well, if it's just you, <laughs> is it are you talking about me or is it <laughs> you talking about know. yourself? Well, let's just talk, then, okay. okay? And you can be here and we can talk <laughs> through it. No, we recently had a, a time where you you were feeling overwhelmed. And when you get overwhelmed, you get very task-oriented, and you furl your brow, kind of like this. If you're not if if you're not watching, you missed the, the brow furl. But you can imagine. <laughs> and um, it's like it, it was just daily stuff. Was getting like I could tell it was weighing on you. Like we have these chickens, eighteen chickens, and they're always laying eggs, which is by design. <laughs> We have this dog that needs to be let out, you know, in the morning. And, you know, that's kind of Selena's. I do all the nighttime chores. Selena does the, the morning chores. And I, at one point I was just like, there has to be a sense in which all these things we do are done and still enjoyed. <laughs> like we have to do the busy things of life and enjoy them. Otherwise we will be constantly, it'll just be drudgery. Yeah. And you were like, you're not wrong. <laughs> Yes, this is, I mean, you hit the nail on the head okay. as far as what I was struggling with. And I, I continue to struggle and the Lord is graciously growing me. But um, today's episode kind of comes from a quote uh, of this book. I, whenever I'm reading, like in my stack of books, I always try to read a parenting book because Lord knows I always need the encouragement of a parenting book. So I don't know if you can see that. This never usually works. It always wants to focus it always on our face. Does it? Yeah. Okay. It's a little blurry, but whatever. This is... Uh, Why Children Matter. Why Children Matter by Doug Wilson. Uh, it's a quick incredible book talks about all different kinds of like disciplining and how to love your children and this chapter is called parents worth imitating uh so i just want to i want to read kind of the quote here because we we kind of titled this episode of love god love what you're doing and love who you're doing it with and we got this from this book and so uh, he says if i've mastered all the parenting techniques but have not love i am nothing godly teaching character formation and discipleship are simply this 
loving God and loving the thing you are doing currently in the presence of another person whom you also love. Love God, love what you're doing, and love who you're doing it with. If you do that, Jesus Christ is present. Uh, and if you are not doing that, it does not matter if you say, let's <laughs> let's forget about him. After all, I've got a checklist. You have to do what you do in Christ. And so loving what you do, loving the person mm. that you're doing with, doing it with, I mean, this could totally be a marriage podcast, as, a marriage topic as well. Uh, but I think for kids, it's just so important for us as parents to not lose sight of that. Uh, he talked about mm. uh, the example he gave, and I just going to throw it out there because I think it's encouraging. Uh, He says, imagine a father and a son in the presence of an unsplit cord of wood. What is the father's duty? His duty is to take two axes, hand one of them to his son, and to love God and to also love a morning of splitting wood and to do so alongside his son whom he also loves. That is what godly child rearing is. Love God, love what you're doing, and love the people God gave you to do it with. Correction, discipline, teaching, mentoring, all of it must be there because you love Mm. Jesus, because you love the wood, and because you love your son. That is what you must do. That's so helpful because to think I can actually love, in in, in a lesser sense, I can love what I'm doing. Yeah, because— In light of that love of Christ, that I am in him, but I also have an affection for him. And so the drudgery becomes— it becomes uh, a joy. A joy. It you find the joy in the privilege. work. Yes. And I, you know, as as a mom and as a mom of three and almost four, and then we're educating at home and we've got some pro- a little tiny bit of property and you know, we have the animals and all the things. I'm just like, okay, do we have too much? Have I have I bit off more than I can chew? Because it's really feeling heavy and I don't enjoy some of this stuff. Uh, part of it is the season that we're in, right? I'm pregnant and it's... Wonderful, but it's also a taxing. <laughs> it's, it's hard growing a baby. So, um, but God is faithful and good, and so it's hard to not compare. I think as as a mom to compare to other moms who are like superhuman and how they show hospitality and they host and they host a hundred people every week. You know, all these <laughs> massive amounts of of people to feed, children running around, everything, and their hearts are just content and they find joy in it. And I'm like, what? How? Where? Who did you? How did you become that person? Because I feel like I'm just surviving here. And I think there's moments mm. of, yes, survival, but I don't think that we always have to live in those moments. No. And this rings true, right? Because think of anybody who, what's the quote? I forget. It's like the person, like the person who enjoys hiking will always hike further than the person who just wants to get to the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's if we enjoy the process, it is inevitable that we will be more faithful runners of that right. race. Right. I think of, um, for a time we had a church meeting at, in our house mm-hmm. that some weeks were, you know, eight, nine families. Yeah. Just with minimum of like three kids piece. I, this place was overrun yeah. with and children it was wonderful. and it was wonderful. And you know, no other family is waking up, cleaning up the grounds, preparing the shop, preparing everything. And families would show up to set up tables and to set up projectors yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But like, if we were just gritting our teeth that entire time, by the time those kids and those parents showed up, we would just be just bitter, angry, and couldn't wait for them to leave. Yeah. But if you enjoy it, it's almost like it passes too quickly. Well, and I think that for me, I had to grow into mm. how to enjoy. I enjoyed the people, but when kids are getting out of hand, how do you correct them? I was never, I had to grow in, in, in knowing that I'm the adult and I can say something in a nice way that helps correct and teach a young person like, hey, 
don't throw rocks at the chickens. Not very nice. Or I don't have a problem yelling at other people's kids. <laughs> and he Especially doesn't. But parents. I don't always want to be over like, hey, go talk to that kid. Hey, go put that kid in line, you know. Because, I mean, he's just, you're a dad, you're a guy. They respond differently than they do to women and so and moms. And so, you know, just, just <laughs> trying to be nice yeah. without feeling ignored and without going to like, I'm in charge, listen up. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. that harsh, but I also need to be a guiding authority and that's okay. Uh, so, again, that's kind of the, you know, our, the struggle that I have in my heart is mm. just, okay, let's, how do we get past just the survival into the enjoyment and the thriving? It doesn't always have to have all these things that I think it needs to have, like all the time in the world, all the food in the world, all the, you know, energy in the world, right? We, we can come and bring our little loaves of fish and bread and the Lord can multiply it, right? And we can Amen. just have a good attitude about it. And so um, our, all that to say is that our children are not a checklist. And uh, again, I would reiterate, we need a checklist to, to raise them. Yeah. But... It's not just something that we do to help us sleep at night and say, okay, we did it. We accomplished it, right? I have a question for you. I have a question What if I don't you. feel like having a good attitude? Do I just grin and bear it? Do I just fake it till I make it? <laughs> what do I do? I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to throw a curveball because, I mean, those moments come. I think you just have to submit those feelings to the, to the Lord and to the cross and say, I don't really feel like this right now. Um, would, is there ever? I would let somebody know. I wouldn't just like bear it and like, yes, okay, it's okay. fine. Uh, because uh, with our church, I mean, there was many Sundays where we would have wives coming in with tears or we would have, you know, uh, husbands and wives maybe not connecting and it was very obvious. And so, <laughs> but by being the church and by, you know, virtue of relationship, a godly relationship, we can go to each other and say, hey, I've been struggling this morning. I apologize if I've been short or if I haven't been mentally all here this is kind of what's going on in my heart could you pray for me or pray with me right now or whenever you needed to i think it's okay to be transparent in those moments but if those moments are consistent and that's all you that's sure. the only way you respond to things like that then i think there's a, a problem a red flag sure i think it's okay to also tap out a little bit yeah not that you leave for the day but you know you have a helper a helpmate yeah you know in our in your husband or in your wife and you can say hey I'm not handling this well. I need a word with the Lord. Can you just give me five minutes? Yeah. I think that's a reasonable request to make too. In those, if, if you can, uh, if you're home and your spouse is out of the house, of course, ask your kids to give you five minutes. I don't know, depending on how old they are. Well, sometimes, yeah, it's just everybody needs a time out. So we just take some time and we're going to go do a quiet activity and mommy's going to read the so Bible. <laughs> I guess what I wanted to draw out is like, is I wanted to think through that in those moments when I don't feel like submitting to the word of God, do I just do the thing I don't feel like doing or do I try to get deeper until the feelings align with what I know to be true? I think it's both and. Yeah. We need, to, we need to be self-guided, self-disciplined, self-controlled. We don't, we aren't guided by our feelings. We're guided by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But we also have this Holy Spirit here to help us so that yeah. our, our desires can be, can be changed mm -hmm. and transplanted with his. And so, I don't know. I just wanted to draw that out because I think it's paralyzing to say to a parent who's stuck in the tough moment. Yeah. You shouldn't feel that way. You should just go feel a different way. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I and you totally, wouldn't say that. I would never say that. Yeah. I just want to make sure that that's not, not what's being heard yeah. right now. So Yeah, because feelings are real. Uh, they're valid, but they aren't who we have to submit to, right? Mm -hmm. And we can... Thankfully. Uh, yeah, we can lay those aside and we can ask the Lord to strengthen us and we can be honest with one another, whether that's our spouse or other friends that we are um, in relationship with. But uh, I want to talk a little bit, yeah, about um, 
how we are called to love our children, right? So if our kids are not a checklist and we're kind of feeling mm. like the season of just feels like a grind, we're trying to survive, we're transitioning back into school, all of these things, um, how can we love our children in a way that God's asked us to, that Christ has modeled to us, and in a way that glorifies him? Do you want to read Mark 10? Yeah, Mark 10, 13 through 16. This was our family worship uh, this morning. It was. Um, Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. They rebuked the children. But when Jesus saw it, he said, he was indignant, and he said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Mm. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. I love it. So there's two things happening in the scripture. And we we see the character of Christ connecting with a child, with children. He and not clean them. children. I mean, think about sure. ancient times. I'm just sure. you gotta you gotta put yourself in the in the cultural moment right. there, right? And they're probably all over him. They're not just like gathering around and they're probably climbing on him. <laughs> And, the, and then so you see him defending the children and as he rebukes the disciples for telling the children to go away. That gives us a sense of who Christ is. Mm. But then we also see Christ in a meta-narrative sort of way, in a, in a, in a kind of a parabolic sort of way, is yeah. saying, look at them. Look at how they see me. Now you should see me the way they see me. Mm. In other words, they're not t- tangled up in the politics of the Jews and of the Romans, and of all the complicated, you know, like the, the complications of somebody who shows up on the scene and says, I'm the Messiah, right? They just see this guy who is doing miracles, preaching with authority, and clearly there's something that their magne- parents are admiring and watching, magnetic like about him. Bringing him, yeah. They're bringing and they are just him. enthralled with the person of Christ. They're not caught up in the, the doctrines and, you know, the controversy of the day. And so, in some ways, I think Christ is saying, like your faith needs to be simple like this. Mm. So there's the Christing and, and treating the children a certain way. Then he's using the children as an example right. to say, your your faith should be simple. Come to me as these children come to me. Well, and, I and with, sorry, I love how I, the children are coming to him clamoring. For right. His and that's what I was going to say. Things. It's not just yeah. like, okay, order. You got to get in line. Yeah. You have to kind of fix yourself up, get clean and all of this. They're just, no doubt they're dirty. They're smelly. I mean, diapers were not what they used to be, you know, or they are, <laughs> they are not what they they're are today. not what they are today. There it is. And <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about that. You know, there's just there's probably just an aroma of barefooted wildlings <laughs> running around him screaming, you know, just being kids. And we're I love all how you're 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 stuck on the aroma. I, <laughs> I'd be all about the sounds like, chaos. <laughs> and it's like I can handle the chaos. I can't handle the smell. Yeah. <laughs> Fix the smell. And Jesus is just like, just come to me. Just come to me. I mean, that is the uh, model. Are we saying to our children, come to me. Come in your mess. Come in your smelliness. Come in your loudness. <laughs> come in so your mad. chaos. Uh, because I, we reflect the love of the Father uh, to mm. our children. Not to say that God can't um, show our kids who Christ is. You know, we don't have to be that perfect parent because I, you know, I, I grew up in a single family home. And so I didn't have a father around. And so, but I still understood the love of a father. I still, I still coveted it. I wanted it. And I, I, there's Mm. this hunger with inside of you and there's other people that can kind of step into that and speak into those needs. So I don't want to put pressure on the parents to be perfect, but I want to say, Hey, how can we love like Jesus loves? That's good. I just want to encourage the parents real quickly. It's not just applying, this doesn't just apply to the smelly diaper kids. (laughs) Loud, smelly diaper kids. It also applies to the 15, 16, 17-year-old, even yeah. the 18-year-old kids who 
in a very similar way, I think, are still wanting mm. attention of that fatherly figure, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I because I, we are in a young stage of our child rearing, but it, I think this equally applies to teenagers. And Absolutely. the big question is this, is are we loving them and seeing them the way Christ sees these kids yeah. and where, the way he welcomes these kids in their mm. chaos and their, their stank? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And Selena's got a cough and I'm making it worse. And in their chaos. We're, well, and in their in them. their lack, right, of, of mental like capacity yeah. of understanding who God yeah. is uh, and who, you know, there's just, they're still developing in their minds yeah. and their hearts. And so, and Christ still says, come. There's nothing that should inhibit us to come to him. And so uh, as we, as he says, as he bids us come, do we bid our children come? Right. That's good. Uh, I want to talk about this love what you're doing part now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think our audience is pretty on board with the yeah. fact that how we love our kids reflects to them the love of Christ or the love of the Father yeah. to them. It's love with your, what you're doing idea. So you, you gave this example of Doug Wilson's, the wood chopping mm-hmm. uh, quote, a father who is, you know, to love the child, but also love the day chopping wood mm-hmm. and then to, you know, love Jesus and doing both of those things. Uh, let's read that quote again. Uh, yeah. Uh, correction, discipline, teaching, mentoring, all of it must be there because you love Jesus, because you love the wood, and because you love your son. That is what you must do. Mm. I think so often, at least for me, I tend to separate the task with the person. And so I just need to get the task done so that I can love the person. It's like, no, do those simultaneously. That's revolutionary, especially with, I'm just personally speaking, with our, <laughs> with our youngest, because yeah. she is so disruptive just because she's two and a half, or she's almost three and she's loud and she, I mean, she's really she's loud. She's just a different kid. She's just <laughs> she's, a different animal. She, I, and she's it, not an animal. She's getting quieter though. I'm happy to say we're training the, the, her to have she's more She's growing as well. Sometimes you got to wait for this, some of those. <laughs> yeah. And so, and thankfully she's at an age that she probably won't remember any of this. <laughs> so, but we the point her. is that's revolutionary to say that her. I can, I'm not just getting through the tasks so I can love you, but I can love you in the middle of the task. That's right. a game changer. The other night I was making bread. Some of you might know on the marriage side, I talk about bread sometimes. I like to make it. It's like a cathartic experience for me. <laughs> and sometimes I just want to like do it by myself, but the girls always want to help. And so I have to just say, okay, it's not just about the bread. It's about turning the, out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And they always want to do all the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to let them do it. Time for me to take a back seat. You gotta find. But yes. the days of enjoying yes. bread that I didn't make myself are not far be away. Few, yeah. They're not far away. Soon they, they'll make bread for me. <laughs> <laughs> See another benefit of including your children in all the things that you do and love doing it because eventually they'll be like, "I got this, mom. I got this, dad," and they'll be making you breakfast. Or they're, they're already you. doing that for you. Yeah. So here's the question: Is do you love God? Do you love what you're doing? And do you love those? with whom you are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's, uh, these were challenging questions for us. We hope that they challenge you uh, today. Um, I don't know, maybe it's a reminder, the three tenets of fierce parenting. Yeah, because uh, I think it, it really encapsulates, you know, valuing and loving God and doing what we love mm-hmm. in terms of parenting. So yeah, the three tenets at fierce parenting that we have here are uh, family is God's idea. Children are a blessing, and all parenting is discipleship. Mm. Uh, you can't do any of that without the Lord. You can't do any of that without the love of the Lord, uh, yeah. having transformed your own heart and the Holy Spirit at work in you. And so, uh, if you feel like it's been really hard to love your children, and I think as parents sometimes we're faced with those questions. It's really hard to love them because we have hard children, and they're 
tenacity is just out of our mm. league sometimes. Um, how can we how can we love them better? And how often it's it's not always about laying down a hard rule. It's not about the yelling. Honestly, sometimes it's about just bringing them closer, bidding them to come, including them in mm. whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, what do you enjoy doing? What do you love? Uh, can you learn to love parenting? And what would that look like for you? Um, yeah. And do you? How can you love the people that are around you uh, that yeah. God has given you? You know, starting with your your husband or your spouse, if you're, um, yeah, yeah. And if that same statement rings true, that you just find it really difficult to mm-hmm. parent your children, we want to encourage you to not just draw from your own heart, yeah, right, because that's when we are dried up. Absolutely, we become old and crusty. <laughs> And, we, and quiet. And quiet. Still stinky. Finally, the silence I've always wanted. <laughs> no, if we try to love our kids to this level of depth and this level of uh, perseverance for any length of time, we might be able to pull it off, but eventually we will be dried up. Absolutely. And so we want to encourage you to go to the source. Now, if you're a believer, you know who that source is, and you know that it's just a matter of going to him yeah. and saying, Christ, fill me. Christ, well up within me with the living water that you promised to the woman at the well. If you don't know who Christ is, consider this an invitation to get to know him, that he is the living water. He said that whoever drinks my living water will never thirst again, Mm. will well up from within. The the spirit that he sends will well it up within you. And we're here to tell you that that is true, that we have have felt what it's like to parent in the flesh. That means to parent outside of who Christ is Mm. by our own strength. We've also experienced and are experiencing more and more by the grace of God what it means to parent in the strength of Christ. And so we want to tell you that it's incredible that I don't know how anyone can parent faithfully and do it well over a period of time without the grace of God, without the intervention of the Holy Spirit, without the blood of Christ. And so we want to invite you into the family of God by way of following Jesus. And it costs you nothing except everything. (laughs) And what I mean by that (laughs) is that Jesus paid the price. And all he asks for in return is that you would just follow him Love him. Call him the Lord and Savior that he is. If you want to know what that means, go to thenewsisgood.com. There's some information there. And we encourage you to find a Christian friend to introduce yourself to them in this capacity and say, hey, I want to talk about this Jesus guy. Or find a pastor in your life mm-hmm. um, and and begin that path, begin the step down that path, because that is the path to life. Um, and the, Whereas the other paths will lead to death, they will lead to dryness, they will lead, lead to despair. Mm. But we want to lead you on the path to life. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that uh, you have made parenting joyful Mm. in itself, that you've given us this glad burden. But God, it's a burden that's often too heavy for us to carry. Then you've not asked us to carry it alone. You said, carry it with me. And here we are going to you. Lord, help us carry this burden, Uh, being the parents that you've called us to be, that do so faithfully so that our children might grow up knowing you and they might flourish in you, regardless of what happens in their lives. They can still flourish because they know you. Lord, pray for the parents that are struggling. Strengthen them. Draw near to them. Draw them near to you that they might parent from a place that is strengthened by you and not themselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much. I want to say thank you to our patrons, the people who are supporting us. Um, Go to fierceparenting.com slash partner if you want to join that tiny army of people. We are very grateful for you. Uh, Or if you just want to leave a rating and a review, the Fierce Parenting Podcast could use some fresh reviews. Right, so hop over there, find your podcasting app of choice, leave a little five star review, <laughs> or whatever, yeah, whatever you one. think it's worth. <laughs> uh, 
Selena's a big five star fan. I'm just saying, if you want Selena to be it's happy, way more satisfying to five, five stars. Just way saying. more satisfying. Yeah. yeah, all of them are full. Anyway, in a comment, it's great. Yes. Um, we appreciate that. With that said, this episode of Fierce Parenting is in the can. See you again in seven days. Until next time, stay fierce.